Abraham Lincoln. Louisiana Purchase, that's a name. You need to really get off my balls, okay? I'm gonna kick your ass. Also, why was Michelangelo so stinky? Ew. Welcome to episode 273 of the All Good Here podcast. I'll be your host today, Patrick. Joining me today is my chatty co-host. It's that catted guy and uh, gold emblem. Y'all fill your water bottles up way too fucking high. I just made a whole... Oh, shit. I just made a whole mess just trying to get a sip of a beverage. Yeah, what the hell? You heard it here first. Cannon shoots hard on gold emblem water bottles. Straight shooting. Pew, pew. Don't overfill your fucking water bottles. <laughs> Perfectly put, this is a straight shooting episode. <laughs> Just me and the can man hanging out, having some banter. Hell yeah. Because as it typically tends to happen, we had a entirely different episode planned for this week things just didn't work out but we're still going to take that idea put it on the back burner for a later date but the show must go on so canon and i are just going to hang out and shoot the shit today <laughs> that we are it's going to be a good time usually how the straight shootings tend to come up is that you know <laughs> uh something doesn't quite go right we can always count on can to come in clutch yes i'm always here always um like buck ready to party at all times that's not true <laughs> Sometimes I just want to like read a book. <laughs> but he's already ready to shoot from the hip. Shoot from the hip. Pew, pew. Bang, bang. Straight shooting. TM, TM, TM. Man, we can't copyright bang, bang, though. Mick Foley might get us. Uh, what if we borrowed it? Uh, yeah, we can lease it out. Yeah, I think we could probably do that. <laughs> hey, wrestlers, <laughs> lease out your catchphrases. It, it, it might be a lucrative investment. I mean, hell, he, I, he let like what some rapper use Cactus Jack, right? Uh, Maybe. Uh, I, I forget who it is already, but. I heard that for the first time, and I mentioned Cactus Jack at work one day talking about the wrestler, and then someone else is like, oh, the rapper? I'm like, wait, who? <laughs> it's like, they're both just like, well, who are you talking about? I was like, who are you talking about? No one ever knows who I'm talking about, though. I mean, these are the same group of people that you work with who didn't know what Funko Pops were somehow. Yep, it's still a little off. And these being fairly young people, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I think they're like... um. Other hobbies, you know, other interests. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think wrestling is a good point to start with because a lot of wrestling happened over the weekend, including a personal trip for one Sir Cannon here. Oh, man, that is right. A friend of the show, uh, Jeremy, and of course, a network host, Captain Shimmy himself. We took a trek to Duluth, Georgia to see AW Dynamite live this past Wednesday. Live and in person. And the rest of us at the art house who couldn't make it for the trip, JJ, Eli, and myself, we all crowded in the living room, cameras ready <laughs> to like snaps and shot to see our see our boys down on the big TV, and we certainly did. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking um, Jeremy got us some some damn good seats. We were right there on the ramp. At first, when he said like hard camera side, I thought we were going to be like you know. Basically, the camera would see the back of our heads the whole time. They're like, no, you're, the camera's going to see y'all at time. I'm like, what the fuck? So that was cool. Uh, this is the second AEW Dynamite that I've been to because you were with us for the first one. Yeah, uh, th that was back in November of 
2019? I believe so, yes. Right, and shortly after AEW was really getting started in. Just like to see it live is just like a big show. We got to see Chris Statlander for the first time there, Sammy Guevara, Jericho, MJF, and the dynamic return of Luchasaurus. This, this is, is a true. Luchasaurus household. Full Lucha Dipey all day, okay? But yeah, this was my second go around, and it was a damn good time. Like Pat mentioned, seeing shows like this in person, they are a completely different monster, but I feel in the best way possible because the energy's right. Everybody in that building is there, for the most part, to not be an asshole and watch the show. <laughs> but People who pay money to be a piece of shit in live shows, uh, get some help. Oh my god, I'll, I'll, I'll get to the, the negative bits of this live event uh, later on. But I want to talk about all the good. It was just, like, first of all, damn near every um, uh, performer... Hell, a referee, camera person, whoever, like, had to walk directly by us, and we're just like slapping hands, high fiving everybody. I got the I got the sweatiest knuckle bump from Moxley ever. I'm never washing this hand again. I mean, uh, as it says, it shows. Ah, still smells like, like green my- fumes coming <laughs> off of it. I'm kidding, y'all. I've washed my fucking hands. But um, yeah, that was rad. Um, um, again, you're there for also a Rampage taping. That's their show that they air on TNT on Fridays, and one of the most popular tag teams they have there, the Acclaimed, they have a bit where they like, scissor me dead, and you know, basically take their fingers and scissor, it's their gesture. And I got to scissor the Acclaimed. That. <laughs> isolate that out of you. I isolate every fucking bit of that, y'all. Don't care. I am proud to have an Acclaimed <laughs> shirt now. They are the shit. They're hilarious. Bowen event. Like, I look Bowen directly in the eyes. And, scissor me daddy! And, and it was, I could have died right there. <laughs> I would have been fine. <laughs> Alabama man dies of intense scissoring. Yeah. <laughs> News at 11. That's the fucking headline. That's the title of the episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. Um, Like, uh, there <laughs> I got to, um, uh, Nyla Rose had a, a tag match on, um, I believe, Dark Elevation. Which is AEW's uh, YouTube show where they have, like, wrestling showcase there. Yes, yes. And um, on her way out, going back up the ramp, I shouted at her. I was like, Nyla, your Twitter is fucking amazing. And she looks right at me and just goes, duh. <laughs> <laughs> That was fucking great. That made my night. And that was very early on. I think I believe that was the first. It was either the first or second match, I believe. But uh, did do they post um elevation pretty quickly after that week or? If if it's not later that week, it's the the first of the following week. Okay. Usually, I think usually dark and elevation is like Monday and Tuesday before. Okay. The dynamite. But yeah, that was gnarly. Um. We got to witness the like kind of return of Jungle Boy, which I think was fitting because when we were there in Nashville, we saw Luchasaurus return, like you said. And this time, Jungle Boy comes back. I'm losing my fucking gourd. I think you can see me on TV just freaking the fuck out at one point. And then he reunites with Luchasaurus because he's been a baddie with Christian Cage here lately. Joined the dark side. Even though Luchasaurus, you look damn good in black. I'm going to say yeah, it right here. At least yeah, the dark Luchasaurus figure. Yes, please. Two-pack interchangeable heads doesn't matter but man it's just it's just so many fuck it's like it's one of those times where it's like god so many cool things happen and i'm just trying to like narrow them all down right now it's just it's nuts the barbed wire everywhere match was insane a lot of people are poo-pooing on that right now i can see why how some people could think it was an overbooked mess but 
Also, it's a barbed wire everywhere match. Like, it... What are you expecting? <laughs> I mean, I, I, there there might have been a couple of clumsy moments in it, but, like, it was still really fun to watch. Yeah, I did go back. There was, like, a little... There was kind of a botched moment, a segment between uh, Sammy, uh, Jericho, and Eddie. But, you know, it's a fucking live TV shit happens. What can you do? And, but it was funny because it looked like Chris Jericho and uh, Sammy were fighting at one point. And I was like, wait a minute. I thought y'all were supposed to be friends here. What's going on? <laughs> That, that was rad. People were suspended in a shark cage. Yeah, it's like Shark Week also. Uh, they partnered with Discovery, and they're doing a cross-promotion. Somebody showed up in a shark costume. How come Tony Khan couldn't get Shark Boy on the show? I will never understand. But, you know, maybe maybe the, maybe the asking price is a little too steep even for uh, TK now. I guess so. <laughs> Still, like, raking in those fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl residual checks. <laughs> hey, he won the shit out of that case. Well, no, I think they settled out of court, but he did get some money out of them. Yeah, he... yeah, he did. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was fucking cool. Uh, Kevin Gates was there. Like, he, he hit Tony Nese in the face. <laughs> yeah, bonked him right on the snout. <laughs> like, I didn't even know he was there. I didn't even see him come in. And then people were like, oh, Kevin Gates is in the house. I'm like, fucking where? He was, like, 10 feet in front of me the whole time. I don't know, because I know, like... um. They'll bring in um, famous people outside of wrestling from time to time. I know they don't stay there the whole time. They just kind of, like, you know, sneak them in, do their bit, and get them out or whatever. But, like, because there was a segment with the Acclaimed earlier on that had a bunch of, uh, I assume they were, like, uh, local indie guys who acted like um, as crew members. And they got uh, beat up. And then later on, I saw them going back to their seats later on in the show. Uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, it's those guys. <laughs> Two people recognized my OSW review shirt. I thought that was pretty rad. I tried real hard to get that one on camera, boys. I'm sorry, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was a damn good time. Uh, it was Jeremy's first wrestling show, first live wrestling event. Yeah, I know he's watched some wrestling before, and he's watched wrestling with us. But like, I feel like fairly new to the game. But uh, he took some really good pictures that night oh, too. Yes. You see that he shared with us. God, like Miro came back. He got a stellar shot of him. Let, let the fire in, in Miro's Titan Tron. It was, the way they had it shot is like Miro was standing in front of his, his uh, screen and you see the fire just like perfectly just wreathed around his head. Oh, it was so good. He had a damn good shot of Brody King. Yep. God, that match between he and Darby was just a fucking massacre, but like in the best way possible. Even I was concerned for Darby at that. I was like, please stop, Brody. It's it's getting out of hand. You're killing him. A man who who habitually gets himself mangled for a paycheck. It's just like, wow, he's really going at it today. God, you're just like throwing him around that arena, like at the guardrail at least six or seven times. I lost count. It may have been more or less than that. But it was brutal. Um, another, I'm not going to hog up all the time talking about the show, but I did want to mention uh, Shim and I had a really awesome moment with uh, Claudio when he did it, his signature uh, gun pose, and we were doing it all together. And it was he was just looking at us, just smiling. We were having a good time. Newly, yeah, it already happened. Fuck it. Newly crowned ROH World Heavyweight Champion. First time having a heavyweight championship. That's a fucking crime. It is sad that it took this long for it to happen, but by God, I'm glad he finally got it. You deserve it. All day. All day, sir. But yeah, damn good time. Uh, I recommend anybody who is a fan of wrestling to try their best. Even if it's like a small like indie show, just, like, just go. 
live wrestling just hits fucking different. It, it does. Really it's, does. It's, it's a lot of fun. And, and we, we talked about our different little wrestling shows uh, experiences. Just like just to be there and the energy and just to see it actually happen. It's it's really nothing else like it. Hell yeah. One dude made my night. Apparently, he was listening to my random bullshit all night long and said, man, you should be on the commentary desk. I'm like, oh, my God. I didn't know what to do with that information. I My face got hot, but in a good way. I was I didn't know what to do. And, um, yeah, it was nice. It was nice. Um, AYCH commentates AEW. However, check yourself, please, y'all. Like, don't be a drunken asshole idiot like shouting and like screaming obscenities at the performers either. There was one guy that was directly across from us uh, on the across other side the ramp. of the ramp. Yes, directly. And he was just, at first I was playing along because he wanted to have a shouting match with me. Like he's literally like saying, hey, who could be louder? And and it was fun the first couple of times, but he kept wanting to play. I'm like, dude, you win. I'm done. And then also throughout the night, like, when the wrestlers, when the performers wouldn't acknowledge uh, his bit that he was directing at them, he'd be like, fuck you, motherfucking shit like that. I'm like, I'm shocked he didn't get fucking removed from the show, to be honest. He was being a grade A shithead, and it was pissing me off, to be to be perfectly honest. I mean, yeah, you know, you're there to boo and cheer and all this and that, but if you're trying to make yourself the main character of the of the night, then, like, you're definitely there for the wrong reasons. Hell yeah. Like and and other than that guy, there was like another guy behind us who was shouting. I mean, just like dumb shit, trying to get over. Way to be an asshole, dude. There's a whole spider right there, and I've already killed one today. Killed two spiders on the podcast already, y'all. One was off mic, but one was just live in living color right there. Spiders. <laughs> spider warning if you've ever played the Avengers. Game. Yeah, <laughs> spider warning. Yeah, it, it was crazy. It was a great time. Not sp- the, the the wrestling show, not the spider murder. <laughs> <laughs> Great, now the spider fans are going to come after us, Can uh, It's okay, they get warnings in video games now, it's fine. Yeah, it's like the, thumb, the, the thumbnail for this episode is going to have like a spider warning on it. <laughs> Hell, I'm d- keeping my eyes peeled, there may be more. This isn't off kilter for like uh, insect attacks on the show. I mean, uh, I, when I was getting ready to set up for today, like I, I, I feel like I walked through a whole ass spider web right in this area. It's like, well, who, how, how could this been made so fast? I mean, you probably like literally every time I come down here um, to like, like do a, a TikTok or go do laundry, I feel my legs touch spider webs. Like they set up so quickly. Yeah. Like it's insane to me. Like pay some rent. God damn. Like <laughs> give us some fucking money. You wake up and there's just like a bundle of cash, like in the, <laughs> corner of your room. <laughs> I mean, there was a cricket just going ham for the past like four days. It's not going <sighs> ham now. We, we can't have cricket season again because there was like, I swear, like four episodes in a row last summer where there was just a fat ass cricket just like chirping away and, you know, eagle-eyed listeners could go back and find those episodes <laughs> on AYJ's and probably Cage, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it, it happened a lot. Like, so so many things. I mean, if things went right all the time on this show, would it really be the show? No. Just personality, you know? <laughs> it, it gives it a little bit of zhuzh. If it's not like the zombie caterpillar from the new Resident Evil show, I guess we'll be all right, I Damn. suppose. We need to get us a zombie bug. Man, get, let's get that caterpillar on the show. Yeah, what's that caterpillar doing these days? Yeah, what's your Twitter? Let's, let's Zombie hook- caterpillar, <laughs> come on, AYC8. <laughs> Say your piece yeah. about... 
that that nine score that IGN gave to Dick with Resident Evil. Yeah. Tell the truth. We want to find out. It's like he come on. It's like to be perfectly honest, I felt cheated and robbed. I was only in it for a very limited amount of screen time, and I uh, personally am looking into other uh, options. It's like also cat- caterpillars of the world unionized. Even though it's probably going to sound more like. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, like, bug TikTok was just like... Okay. Oh, God, don't fucking tell me, Pat. <laughs> oh, bug no. TikTok was mad because... Apparently, the zombie caterpillar was, like, making cicada noises and, like, oh, that's an entirely different bug. And two, when a predator attacks its prey, it's not going to roar and scare them away or, like, have some roaring victory. I'm just like, is this a zombie caterpillar and you're trying to break down the, the natural acts of animal predation do you realize what we're looking at right here like it's the size of a fucking building and yeah. you're pissed that it's not making the correct noises <laughs> fuck off i man how, how do you get roped up in these like weird like just outrages i follow a very eclectic group of people on twitter <laughs> i mean i'm sure it's like mostly them like sharing it too probably for the most part, which is, I mean, fine. Why wouldn't you share this before? I mean, people so, need to know. Sometimes you just got to follow people for the show of it. Like, they're just like, hey, yeah. w- you say some wild shit, but you know what? It's funny. <laughs> people get hot over a caterpillar. Oh, man. So hot. Just, ugh. But yeah, it's zombie funny. caterpillar, come on the show. We will love to talk to you. Yes, please. We have some questions. <laughs> I'm sure you have all the answers. <laughs> Well, uh, I guess continuing on with the wrestling train, uh, they had the ROH pay-per-view. That's right. Uh, which, you know, we mentioned that Claudio Castagnoli, FKA Cesaro, winning the uh, world championship. And apparently, it was a pretty hot show. Uh, uh, granted, we missed all of it because <laughs> we were out of town that night. And we'll, we'll get into what we did during that show. But apparently, it was a, it was a hot ticket. FTR versus... The Briscoe Brothers mean one of the biggest matches of the night. Oh, yeah. Two out of three falls. I've, I've always been a sucker for those matches. And you get, like, two. They've already had one barn burner of a match. And I still haven't seen it. I need to. I want to see it. But now we have two of them to watch. And, gee, I, I've, I've only seen a couple of clips. But, damn, it's – I definitely think we should look into that. <laughs> yeah, and just, like – from what I've been hearing, it's just, it was a pretty a pretty high level show, a lot of good matches. I'm very interested to check out the brother versus brother match between Bruce uh, and and his brother Dragon Lee, two of my favorite luchadors, and just like they had an insane match, like oh, a clip that I saw that I was like, holy shit! They had Bruce and Dragon Lee. They're on the on the uh, edge of the ring. Bruce had just hit his brother with a super kick and nailed him right in the head. Uh, Dragon Lee was setting up for a running knee, and then right as he was about to connect, Roosh grabs his brother, flings him over his head backwards, and Dragon Lee flies through the air and just lands back first onto the mat, I mean, onto the outside mat. Jesus Christ. I mean, it, it's like everybody knows brothers fight, and they oh, like yeah. to, you know, wrestle and grab around, but I just love how, like, these two brothers grew up to be, like, just world-class luchadors, and, like, Roosh is just like, 
Dragon, you're my brother and I love you, but I have no regard for your human life. <laughs> and apparently Dragon Lee hit one of like the sickest suicide dives. Like <laughs> if you ever watch any AAA, which is a a Mexican uh, wrestling federation, those cats hit suicide dives like they fucking mean it. Like they run through the rings 100 miles per hour and then go flying in three rows deep into the audience. <laughs> Just like a, the insane disregard for personal <laughs> life and property. Yeah, just what little I've seen, uh, the couple of shows I've watched with you, and you know all all of the the juicy goodness on Botchermania. They, man, they they'll be flying around in into some people. Yeah, like it, it could be like in a show with one of like thirty people in like a junkyard, and then like you know what, <laughs> I'm going for it, and just crash through like <laughs> like stone and chairs and shit. Yeah, like Bleacher Report gave it an A plus. Like man. I wish I can give Bleacher Live an A+. Yeah, their app is uh, <laughs> what we call in the house, poo-poo pee-pee. <laughs> Not a full diapy. It's poo-poo pee-pee in the worst way possible. Because, like, we were trying to watch Forbidden Door the other day, and it buffered and stalled out so many times that we end up pre-show that we just said, the hell with it. This is not worth the trouble. Yeah. And granted, I, I didn't know at the time that you, like, kept all the shows after you buy them. But at the same time, it's just like, well, the next day you're going to know everything that happened anyway, and we c- could not enjoy our experience whatsoever. Luckily, yeah. uh, the Google Play Store came in clutch, and I got a fucking refund on that one, at least. Yeah, I guess already any future AEW ROH pay-per-views, we might have to maybe shop around. Hell, I'll post up at a Buffalo Wall Wings or some shit to watch it. I will buy a, like, nine-mile-long Ethernet cable to fucking hook up to the TV straight to our router. I don't care. Like as long as we'll have just a more solid connection to this shit, I'll 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 be okay. Do what we need to. God, that's like taking me back to when I used to like play a Black Ops at my grandma's house. I the longest Ethernet cable we've ever seen in your life from the living room to my room. It's so. Fun. <laughs> but um, shit. What else happened on Death Before Dishonor? I would love to see Mercedes Martinez versus Serena Deeb. I bet that fucking match was good. That was probably a, a good match. They're both really good in the ring. Got a B-plus on that one. God, I can't get over how ugly that Ring of Honor television title is. I can't let it go. Oh, uh, Wheeler YouTube versus Daniel Garcia, I heard, was a, a good match, too. Oh, yeah. I heard fucking great things about that one. I mean, already, he's like two stellar performers already. He, another thing, going back to fucking Dynamite, you'd have looked so goddamn happy when uh, we were <laughs> yelling at him, like, dude, fucker! <laughs> like, he, badass, like, will kill your whole fucking family on screen but just like seems like such like a sweetheart (laughs) yeah just like the like outside of kayfabe he just seems like he's just a really sweet cuddly guy (laughs) yeah that was nice (laughs) and i guess like one last little note to the cap off the wrestling bit with is that the bombshell that last friday that vincent mcmahon announced his retirement and stepping away from wwe like in a random tweet late Friday afternoon. And if you've been following any wrestling news, it means a lot of shady shit has been leaking hard and fast about his various crimes. And it's pretty well thought that something big is about to drop. That he's just like, he's trying to get the hell out of Dodge for. Yeah, the the floodgates are officially open. And yeah, it's none of it's going to be good. But I thought the man would die before he retired. Fucking this bullshit happening it's like it's like i hope you go under the jail there bud because all of it's coming out now 
all of it. Just, just like even the shit that people don't have hard evidence on. It's just like, man, everything. They're about to get everything. Yeah. Whatever is about to drop on his uh, shoulder, it's going to be fucking well-deserved shit. Yes, 100%. Like, real, real piece of shit. And But there's a question I have. Do you think, do you think with uh, old uh, Triple H back as head of talent relations, do you think the product at least might be worth watching again? At least at some point. I'm I, not going to attempt it anytime soon. I mean, obviously there's still a lot of performers that I think are, are cool and awesome and good people that work there. Because a company's bad doesn't mean necessarily every single individual attached to it or gets a paycheck from it is a bad person. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I'm At this point, I'm kind of too burned on the product to, to invest really any time other than just with a curious glance every once in a while. I mean, that's fair. But I hope for the people who still watch that they get something to care about because yeah. it just really seems over the last several years that Mitch McMahon and, you know, his ilk really didn't care. They're just like, you saps watch anything and then it shows. So, like, they still get money. So, does it matter to them if their product's good or bad? Yeah. It's like, because I'd always been uh, on and off of wrestling since 98, and I know when I moved here, when I discovered NXT at the time, and it was awesome, was when I came back full charge. And then around like 2019, that's when, wasn't that around that time, it was just like, yo, you know what? I don't think they mean what they say anymore. <laughs> it wasn't quite the same. And then nah. luckily we had some alternatives to get direct our wrestling energy into. Well, oh yeah, 100%. AEW has been loads of fun in comparison and... I am okay with it. Cheers to uh, Tony Khan and his, his white claws. Man, he... He, he was feeling himself after Vince had retired. I'm just... I'm talking... Like, he was there uh, for... He, like, came in... He came out to, like, give an intro and an outro after all the shows and whatnot. And, man, not throwing any stones at all. But might have been a little more than just white claws. <laughs> There might have been some extra white in that claw. Maybe, maybe a, f- a four loco or two. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe just like you know the fizziness. It just, it just went up his nose a little bit. Kind of, you know, just like gave him a little, a little pep in <laughs> just, his step. Just a very excited fella. <laughs> yeah, he just, lo- he just loves wrestling. Just loves him some wrestling, and he loves and don't we all, and and he loves hugging his performers. <laughs> yes, he does. Because like, because how dare he? God, that Jay White clip from Botchamania was awkward as fuck. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Like I guess it was like an uh, after match press. I think it's for Ben Door. Yeah, um, Jay White comes down with his belt. He goes, "Yeah, could somebody put this belt on this on this rack for me, please?" And then Tony comes, "Yes, please, somebody." And <laughs> they're just like fumbling around. And Jay's like, "I know he's like he's probably playing up, but also he seems like he's legitimately pissed." <laughs> I'm just like, Tony, what are you gonna do here, bud? <laughs> I thought he might have died if he if he just 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 stand perfectly still. Don't try to hug him. Just drink your white claw and just hang out. Yeah. And then he probably hit the uh, the stage hand that messed up putting his belt with like a Blade Runner and just like, that's what you get. Not going to lie, when I first saw Jay White come out in that clip, it was like, what the fuck is Chris Hero doing to the IWGP belt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not just wrestling going down at the art house. You know, there's a good bit of it around here, though. Saturday, we, we, we took another little day trip for a birthday for our friend of the show, Trey. We took a whole heap of people, and we drove up there to Huntsville. It was a, it's a, a spot about two hours north of where we stay. And then we had a great time. We went back to the Low Mill Art Factory. It's 
basically it's this old mill that has been refurbished as like an art collective with a lot of you know artists who have studios there and then a lot of pop-up tents for people so there are outside and we went there early in the year about may and then uh we went back up and it as usual we had a great time just to see all those different artists and just like see a, just a wide array of just like artists and people and interests and like just sites i mean it's a great place to go and visit i mean it is it's always super fun there's there's just like just everyone's is friendly as hell it's like they're everyone's excited to show off what they got. The artwork's fantastic. Everybody has their own little nook and just their own little style that they do, and it's just great. You just hang out with everybody. You can buy things if you want to. Just a great place to kind of like just hang out and shoot the shit with people too, because like everybody's like super cordial and like outgoing. And for us, with who has like a such a wide and diverse group of friends, and a lot of them are very queer. It's great to go to a place in this state that has like openly queer people in it and it's just like uh, this feels like a fun safe place to be yeah oh yeah it's however i will recommend going um during the um when it's not a fiery hellscape outside <laughs> yeah because uh we definitely didn't spend as much time outside on this visit because you know it, it's a little warmer than it was back in may yeah I mean, and it's unfortunate because I did want to like see all the like tents they had set up out there, but God, I like we were all melting, like it was bad at one point. <laughs> like it was going into that place with they had all the fans going was night and day. A good bit that I liked from the trip is that Can and JoJo got a chance to strut their Guitar Hero stuff for for charity while at the uh, at the convention. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, there was a booth set up there for charity. They were selling uh art from various artists um and they also had rock bands set up and i was already interested in buying a couple of prints because a couple like a couple of them caught my eye right off the bat and i was like damn it i'm already spending money i shouldn't <laughs> and um but uh if you played a rock band it was like 10 percent off your uh purchase and i was just like well jojo and i play this for fun so yeah right <laughs> so we we're like playing breaking benjamin and the beaming hot sun of course what else did you play man um once I saw that was there, I was like, and plus I was, I was also trying to find something short too, because I didn't want you know everybody turning into a, a puddle. Yeah, know? fair. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a damn good time. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, uh, a, a bit I think is, is uh, tangential to the Breaking Benjamin. I told Cannon about there's a a secondhand T-shirt booth that was selling some of the, some refurbished shirts and uh, old shirts. And I told him that someone had a a unworn Static X T-shirt from back in the day. Yes, <clears throat> it was like I was thinking, like, holy fuck, Static X! Like, and the person running is like, oh yeah, this is like dead stop. This is shirts from bands and that never sold, and they, they they went through like you know reclaiming office that sort of like takes unsold stock from like businesses, and that was one of the things they managed to get. You know, what's really cool. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I remember like, I walked past that booth at one point, and I just saw like one of the shirts on the rack. I don't even remember what it was. I think it was like a Harley Davidson like shirt or whatever, like wolves and shit on it. And it was like at priced at like twenty dollars. I was just like, oh damn, that's for that. <laughs> I mean, I mean no. like vintage shirts is fine, but like I'm not sure if I want to pay a hundred bucks for like a vintage van tee, even if it was never worn. Yeah, when Pat told me that it was premium pricing, I'm thinking like, okay, maybe like like a uh, concert price, like forty five fucking dollars or some shit, which I'm still not gonna pay for. That's just me. Especially if it's a t-shirt. Hell, I remember at the AEW show, like, 
I feel like at least some of the merch was a little higher than usual. I remember shirts being like twenty five. They're like about thirty five, forty, Oof. depending on the uh, the the performer. But when Pat informed me that it was a hundred dollars, I was just like that. That better have been the shirt. No offense, R.I.P. That Wayne Static fucking died in. <laughs> And it better have a certificate of authenticity. The certificate is just like a picture of the, of that person, just like CCTV footage of just them like ripping the clothes out of the <laughs> casket as like security cars tackle them. Oh man, I say what he's buried in, what he died in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, he he was a uh, he, he was all about the life. So I would be surprised if he was buried mm. in a band tee. I would love a Static X shirt, though. I, st- I still bump some Static X every now and then. You think his coffin was longer to accommodate his hair? Of course. It had to. You, you know you know, they had to gimmick his hair up. They had to. No, There's no fucking way they didn't. <laughs> they had just like, there's like a third extra door that closes when they when they, when they put him in the ground. So they do know how your hair keeps growing after you're dead? Like, it just cut a hole right there and it just keeps going. Some say the tree that's by his headstone, that's actually his hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus! <laughs> uh, apologies to the Wayne Static estate. <laughs> <laughs> but oh uh, yeah, I did get a, I did pick up a shirt though. <laughs> yeah, you did. Uh, of a of a great, very local bit. Oh my God! All right, uh, the first time I'd ever been to Huntsville was like a couple of years ago, because uh, we were supposed to be there for a con, but like. We opted not because, like, COVID was, like, booming everywhere at the point. At that point, we are just like, man, we didn't want to risk it. However, we still had the Airbnb. So, um, Eli and I decided just to go and hang out. And we saw on this church what is now local legend, the infamous Egg Beater Jesus. <laughs> and for reference, because there's this a hand-painted mural on the side of this church that has... Their, I guess, an artistic interpretation of what Christ and the Holy Spirit led them to paint something in such a way that looks like it's Jesus from the waist up and like an egg beater from the waist down. Yeah. I guess to symbolize light and everything. It just, it just looks really funny, and people call it like egg beater Jesus. Like you can literally Google <laughs> egg beater Jesus, and it shows you this mural of a outside of a church in Huntsville, Alabama. Yes, like it's just like the way the light beams line up and how they cut it off. It just looks like a giant whisk, and I, I believe the shop was called Huntsville Illustrate. I, uh, I believe so. There is uh, inside of the enormous, almost labyrinthine art mill. There's a t-shirt shop that sh- that sells like t-shirts that the, that the mill itself creates and sells, and uh, several designs are you know just like fun little bits. Like they have like a cat cafe there for rescue cats. They have uh, a lot of the, a lot of like space shirts because the Huntsville Space and Rocket Center yeah. is uh, not too far from the mill. And of course, being because it's a local landmark, so to speak, <laughs> it's the uh, the egg beater Jesus. Yeah, it's like a version of a Jesus. He's actually with an egg beater, like whisking something up, and then it's a literal like an actual whisk, whisk underneath his torso. It's the best shirt. I want to be buried in it. If I die, you can take it off me, and then you can sell it for $100. This is a cannon-worn shirt. <laughs> it's a collector's item, damn it. It's so good. I can't wait to wear it out in the world. I kind of I kind of want that fucking tattooed on my body. However, I'm not from Huntsville, 
Somebody will try to like saw my leg off. It's like shit. stolen valor. Oh no! <laughs> Put some camo behind it. It's fine. <laughs> it's got to be the Browning symbol. Oh god! Alabama A, and then for some extra stank on it, the Monster Energy Green logo. I would have to saw my own fucking limb off at that point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I choose death before dishonor. <laughs> All right, so I think that's a, that's a good place to cut it off for the moment. We're going to take a break real quick and come back at you with more banter. Hang tight. All I want to do is sing the gospel and shake my wiener. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care if he's doing a nefarious bit. I just want to shake my dick and sing my songs. (laughs) Take it easy there again in Elvis. God, that fucking Effie clip uh, has made me fucking giggle for like almost 24 hours. (laughs) Just just how psychotic is the Elvis movie? I've been curious to find out, but I don't know if I want to spend three hours. We might have to send... Cannon on a special report. <laughs> you want me to go solo on the Elvis? I mean, I, I'll, I, you know, if it's for a bit, I'll come along too. No, I mean, I'm I'm willing to wait for this one. I mean, it's the story of Elvis. What can they spoil? I mean, uh, was it? <laughs> what don't we already know that's about his ass? In in any case, hello everyone, welcome back. Cannon, myself, still hanging tight, still talking shit, still. Straight shooting. Hello there, mama. <laughs> one, of, one of the things we did want to get into is something else that we uh, weren't able to talk about uh, due to our big trip over the weekend. It's that apparently we missed the big unveiling of Marvel's uh, Phase 5. Yeah. And like all these new shows, all these new movies. And uh, we were sort of waiting to, to come on the show to sort of like go through all of that. Because obviously at San Diego Comic Con happening and like all these other Big announcements had dropped over the course of Friday and Saturday. So I think it'll be a good bit to go over the Marvel panel at San Diego Comic-Con. You know what? I think so. Like, I've seen very little of what has come out so far and um, uh, from this past weekend. And, yeah, uh, I'm down to clown. All right. And uh, one of the first things, at least on this feed, uh, that talked about, they showed they revealed the poster for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. All right, we got a poster featuring a, a quartet of characters on the on the poster there. Okay, that's a snazzy looking poster. We have Scott Lang, Ant Man. We have the Wasp, and we have uh, Scott's daughter Cassie, who's now and aged up to a teenager due to some time skip shenanigans after uh, Infinity War and Endgame. Which is it just it is weird to me how his daughter was like five years old in Ant Man two, and then she's like eighteen and. Uh, in game quantum mechanics, quantum, and then <laughs> yeah, just you know, wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. It's a line of dialogue. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> and then then in the background you have uh, Jonathan Majors as Kane the Conqueror, who appears to be poised to be the next big bad uh, for Marvel right now. 
Yeah, that's what that's what I'm seeing. And you know, it's pretty close to the classic depiction of Kane the Conqueror with like the helmet and the face lines and everything, the glowing eyes and the cloak. Look, it's pretty solid. I am I'm looking forward to seeing that in live action. And apparently from what I've read that Quantumania part of the plot is that Scott Lang is you know, he's a big worldwide celebrity now. He's got Lots of money, lots of endorsements, a book deal, and but that fame and his attraction to that is it, is putting him at odds with his family, which some people aren't too happy about because you know, Scott has always been depicted as being a very doting and supportive and attentive father, despite you know his trouble with the law and his sort of like personal uh, malfunctions. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess I I can see why people would be upset with that. I can also see how they would play it off like that because, you know, he's always been, I guess, at least in this universe, a criminal, right? Until he donned the Ant-Man mantle. I mean, yeah, because, you know, he was a thief and that's Scott Lane's character in the comics. So he was kind of like a, a screw-up and then, you know, taking on the mantle Ant-Man sort of like gave him a way to like redirect his life, but, you know, kind of yeah. falls back into old habits. And I think to some extent he's been kind of been like flanderized as just like such a big fuck up that he can't put anything together. There is a, a certain comedy to that, and both in the comics and in the movie. And I'm, of course I'm interested to see what happens, but also calling it here, Scott Lang puts Kane to conquer in a, um, in a sharpshooter. For Quantumania. Yes. Has to in the middle to. of the ring. In the middle of the squared circle, ladies and gentlemen. But um, now I was just like thinking more so because like I'm guessing he's got all of this shit going on. You know, the book deal. He's famous and whatnot. Very, very lucrative making all that money um, legally this time. And I guess uh, I guess uh, like he did back in his uh, his caper days, he can get a little lost in the sauce, you know. So I, I can see how that that storyline could also work i suppose yeah like ant like the first ant-man movie i really dug that movie i was uh, surprised at how much i liked that movie actually uh for me ant-man is like one of the the undersung movies of the mcu Same. and like also i just love how from a personal standpoint it feels very tokusatsu to me you have like a character <laughs> in a suit in a helmet transforming turns into giant turns in you know has a human size it's like he is very Toku adjacent, I think, and I think yeah. some of the more recent comics have kind of like acknowledged that. Especially one of my favorite recent Ant Man comics is Ant Man World Hive. Yeah, a five issue mini from a year or two ago. It basically kind of pulling a similar uh, plot where Scott and his daughter Cassie are kind of like teaming up to like stop bad guys, and he gets involved with like this plot that sort of reawakens these like eldritch insectoid creatures. Yeah, it, it's it's a really fun, high energy miniseries. Has some great wrestling moves in it. It's, it's one of my favorites from uh, the last couple of years, and um, kind of really highlights just like how fun. Ant-Man is. And plus, like, there's a point where he summons, like, all these insects from around him in his giant form to make him giner, and it's very clearly inspired by Ultraman. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, you have someone who goes from human size to a giant size. It's That's Ultraman. Yeah. That sounds super fun, actually. It so I, I have all those issues. I'll definitely uh, pass that along to you if you're interested. Hell, yeah. I'll read them. I was going to say, like, how many trailers did they end up showing? I don't know if there's that many trailers. The one... One big one was um, Black Panther. Okay. I was about to say, we, we the movie comes out in November, and this is the first little bit anyone's seen of it. Yeah, like, uh, we'll, we'll get to Black Panther in detail, but like just like 
to preface that, like, here we are, the tail end of July, and we just now getting details about what Black Panther is. Like, we honestly, we knew more about Namor and the Atlantean stuff than we did about the Wakanda parts of this movie. And just, like, all the drama that came up with Letitia Wright being sort of, like, combative about her anti-vaccination stance and then, like, her possibly being poised to, like, take up the mantle as Black Panther because Shuri does that in the comics. And people just, like, uh, it's, it's just really the best thing for someone who's like actively against like COVID vaccinations to have such a big role and then the discourse whether or not the role of T'Challa should have been recast after Chadwick Boseman's death the hopes weren't very high for the movie because like just from all the trouble yeah but we'll as we'll get to later the trailer seems to assuage a lot of fears Okay. But uh, we'll get to that in just a moment. All right. But just to go on down the list, uh, they announced four new properties for the Marvel animation. Okay. We have X-Men 97. Yes. Which seems a continuation of, of the uh, of the 90s X-Men ca- cartoons. We have Spider-Man freshman year, which is uh, Tom Holland's Spider-Man. It's sort of like his early days, sort of like filling the gaps between the movies. Okay. Okay. The second season of What If... Nice. I am perfectly comfortable with more what if, yes. And something that might be up, Cannon's Alley, Marvel Zombies. Oh, it's happening. Everyone stay fucking calm. I can't wait for that shit. And it's going to be in the what if animation style, right? That I don't know. Really? Okay. But, but we're we're getting a Marvel Zombies animated show. I have been waiting for something like this for so fucking long. And I'm glad it's happening. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I think I saw, like, a clip. I didn't watch the whole thing because I wanted to be as fresh as possible for the show, but, uh, like, they announced at least the main cast for X-Men 97. Yeah. It's, it's like, I know I know at least uh, Jean Grey, Beast coming back. Uh, I think that's as far as I got because I didn't want to, I guess, like, spoil what we were going to do today. And, like, on the, the Marvel animation stuff, it seems like a lot of them scheduled for 2024 with what if, Season two coming fall of twenty twenty three. Ah, okay. Got a significant gap there, but I get it. It's animation. I get it. Takes a little while. Yeah, apparently with, with Spider Man freshman year it takes place before Civil War. Okay. Apparently on the show you'll see Harry Osborne, Amadeus Cho, Nico Minuro from the Runaways, Chameleon Scorpion, Pyromaniac Speed Demon, Tarantula, Doc Ock, Rhino, the Wizard, Daredevil, Doctor Strange, and Norman Osborne. G C W G C No. <laughs> No, that sounds rad. Like, I'm down for that. Apparently, Charlie Cox is confirmed to play Daredevil in the uh, in the show. Yeah. For F- Spider-Man freshman year. Okay. So, all iterations of him, it will be Charlie Cox. Hell yeah. And we'll definitely talk about Charlie Cox here in a moment, too. <laughs> and for what if... Uh, season two, we have what if Captain Carter fought the Hydra Stomper. Okay. Odin versus the Mandarin. Okay. Tony Stark on... Sakar, the uh, the planet that the Hulk was trapped on in the oh. Thor Ragnarok, uh, and in the Planet Hulk. Okay. And uh, I, I just say also a origin story for Hela as well. Ooh, nice, nice, nice. Apparently there's going to be a episode based off Marvel 1602, which is sort of like the Marvel characters in like colonial era, oh the Pilgrim God. era. I remember that. My uncle had those comics. Yeah. So it's like cool. there's a, a good bit to be interested in as far as the animation is concerned. Hell yeah, I'm ready. Like, I was a huge fan of What If. 
Like, I really dug it. And they said that Black Panther Wakanda Forever, that would be the official end of Marvel's Phase 4. Which, there's been some ups and downs in Phase 4, but yeah. it kind of just feels like there wasn't, like, an overall goal that was reached in this sort of package of, of shows and movies. Yeah, they seemed a little well-defined well beforehand, but, you know, I mean, shit happens, I suppose. I kind of think COVID might have mucked up the works a bit. And, of course, you know, it's, it's always unfortunate when someone passes. But, yeah, you know, it's like things just happen. But, yeah, there hasn't really been, like, it. it's like, at least to me, like, I don't know, a congruent point here. Yeah. It's like, it's like we know Kang, we know Kang's coming. I mean, he's probably going to be the next big bad yeah, of this it, universe. It, that's pretty much confirmed. But, like. Only we've only gotten a taste of that so far, and that's just in Loki. And like the Loki multiverse stuff and the Doctor Strange multiverse stuff has been seemed pretty unrelated, despite tackling the multiverse. And it's like, well, was there a point with this? And it just seems it just kind of seems like it's, it had to have been as plotted out as it could be. Yeah. And plus, you know, we got to deal with a very real phenomenon of just like fatigue like you know i'm sure a lot of people hit their wall a lot sooner but even like some of the very enthused marvel fans are kind of feel like this is just a lot to keep up with like i don't think anybody i know has seen has completed every single marvel show that's come out i know i know i have it and i don't think anybody else at least in the house has yeah i'm still behind on all those materials it's like i know people like i used to work with some people who would literally like even if they'd be asleep, all right, the new Marvel shows up, and they would, like, set an alarm for, like, 2 a.m. when it drops stateside just to, like, watch the shit. They do it for a lot of, like, Star Wars shows and whatnot. I'm just like, fuck that. I'll, I'll watch it when I get the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but they did say Quantumania would be the official start of Phase 5. Okay. And it's looking like Quantumania will come out February 17th, 2023. Okay, okay. Followed at some point in, in the spring of that year by Secret Invasion. Okay. Which seems to be one of the shows. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 was scheduled right now to be May 5th, 2023. Okay, okay. And then Echo will come out summer 2023. Right, Echo what? being a indigenous character that uh, first debuted in a Daredevil story. She will like, have some kind of cameo or like early bird appearance in the She-Hulk show. Okay. Which is how Charlie Cox as Daredevil come back into the wider MCU outside, out after um, Far From Home. Or No Way Home, excuse me. Okay. Then Loki Season 2 is also poised to be in summer 2023. Man, that's already popping off. Okay. The Marvels, which is like the, the joint venture between Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, that skips to be July 20th or 28th. Excuse me, it's a little fuzzy on this picture. The latter part of July in 2023. Okay. And then Blade coming out November 3rd, 2023. All right. I'm I'm actually pretty... I'm very curious about Blade. I, I want that to be good. <laughs> very excited for that. But my man, we talked about him before, Daredevil is coming back spring 2024. Charlie Cox just like, ah Yes, it's like I know the other Netflix shows they they have their they have their space they have their fans but like just me being a Daredevil fanboy like I really enjoyed the show and glad that he's coming back and just his little camp like his cameo in No Way Home is just like I, I don't even think else I got my <laughs> I was just like <gasps> like I just like I was just like because I just sucked in air and it's like eh, he's here How's and that? then Cannon shouted in the theater 
was about to say, all the all the cameos that happened in fucking No Way Home. That was still my loudest moment. <laughs> yeah, I was I I was a little embarrassed. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, everyone. I was loud as shit that night. Yeah. So the uh, the revitalized series Daredevil: Born Again will come out spring of 2024 with returning co-star Vincent D'Onofrio. Mm, got to bring him along. You got to. Best version of Kingpin we've gotten. And a little further on the timeline, we have fall of 2023. You have Ironheart about Riri Williams, the, the young black girl who uh, who like creates her own Iron Man suit of armor and then kind of gets involved in the affairs that Iron Man does and how that picks up after Iron Man's death. And, Is that um, a show or a movie? Huh? Is it a show or a movie? I think it's a show. Okay. We have Agatha, Coven of Chaos, coming winter 2023 slash 2024. Oh, man. I did see the graphic for that. I was just like, oh, okay. Then uh, Daredevil, Born Again, Spring 2024. Captain America, New World Order. <laughs> new, new, new World Order. <laughs> coming May 3rd, 2024. <laughs> it's like, look, if, if Sam Wilson, like, two sweets, I'll shit. <laughs> Yes, please. There better be so many two sweets in that movie. Going back on Daredevil, because I'm kind of going through this as they're shown here. Yeah. That surprisingly, the Daredevil revised series is going to be 18 episodes long. Yes. Which like that's a that's a big order for a show because most shows are like six to eight these days. I, like I'm here for it. You know. Yeah. Keep it the Marvel TV show length 30, 35, 45 minutes. It's a good, a good solid length. Because like as much as I enjoy the Netflix shows, I kind of feel like. They felt a little padded at certain points. Yeah, just uh, just don't make them Stranger Things season four length, and we'll be a okay. We should be fine. Thunderbolts <laughs> mm. is slated to come out July twenty sixth, twenty twenty four. With starring Daniel Brühl is set to return as Baron Zemo. Okay, and I, th- I think there's been like a, a couple of like late rosters kind of floating around, like who would be on the Thunderbolts, like possibly the Abomination, Winter Soldier, yeah. and a few other like rascals of the MCU. It kind of makes me sad, though, because William Hurt's not with us anymore. Yep. Damn, that's a bummer. Sorry, RIP. <laughs> G-Hulk has been said it'll be a 30-minute TV show. Like, each episode is 30 minutes. Yeah, okay. Obviously, I appreciate brevity, appreciate their, their sticking with comedy, which is what G-Hulk is known for. Yeah. Curious... How the reception will be. A lot of people are, are on for it. Some people are just like, she's not muscular enough. And in an era of muscle mommy, she could be a little musclier. I mean, I guess, but it's like, it's for the most part, it's a, isn't it all CG character? There's a good bit of CG, which I kind of feel like they, they probably could have used some real life stuff, but it, it, I guess if she's like nine feet tall or whatever, they might have had to like jizz it a bit. Yeah. But I'm also very excited for that show. Like, I know people have been just like, eh, about it. But I'm like, you know what? I'm for it. Green Muscle Mommy, sign me up. All right. Ken and I, we're going to watch the trailer for She-Hulk and be right back with you for that almost live reaction. Yeah. All right. We're back. We just watched the She-Hulk trailer. And yep, yep. what do we think? I'm excited. This show looks like it's going to be loads of fucking fun, actually. The, the trailer shows She-Hulk coming to terms with her abilities. It's like she's going through this training regimen with Hulk, yeah. with Bruce Banner, and how it segues into her being, like, taking to be, like, this legal consult for this law firm that's a, set up around superhero and, like, superhero, like, interest and collateral damage and yada yada. 
But it's like the first big case revolving around the abomination, you know, the villain of the Hulk movie. And she's like, hold on. How am I, why am I supposed to defend in law the man who tried to kill my cousin? Hell yeah. And Tim Roth is back playing him, which I'm happy for because I, I think that movie, get, that's my Marvel movie that I think gets too much poo-poo on. I mean, granted, it was like Edward Norton and whatnot, but still, I enjoyed that movie. It was definitely better than what we got beforehand. <laughs> like Ang Lee's Hulk. That was interesting. Interesting. In retrospect. <laughs> and, you know, they they sit to the comedy, and it looks like they're doing the breaking the fourth wall, because she had a bit where she like looked over, so it was like, he doesn't mean that. And then they both like, huh, huh? Just like looking oh, back at each other. And I fucking love that shit. Like, Shimmy told me that um, she was basically Deadpool before Deadpool. Was yeah, Deadpool. she was. She was, yeah, she broke the fourth wall first in, in terms of like a comic character. And she was would speak directly to the audience and have like these little like witty observations in terms of phrase. And, you know, she was, she did it first. I, I'm down. That 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 show looks like it's going to be really really fun to watch. All the little like cameos, like the, the wrecking crews in there, the longtime Hulk villains, basically just like construction team that gets like super powered weapons, and then they, they go and wreck up the place. And she's shown busting them up. Even though I knew it was coming, I knew Daredevil was going to be in it. But the fact that they ended the trailer with him flipping around and landing and just slow pan up and then cuts away, it's like. Uh, bitch just literally tip stroking at that point and uh, i i love how the they finally settled on a decent cover image for she hulk where it has you know the hulk text but then also like the old comics the the kind of 80s script she hulk next to it because before it looked very sterile and it's like oh come on give it a, some personality then they, they went back to it she hulk attorney of law it's a it's, it's a nice logo i dig it and plus you put purple and green together i'm a fan anyway it's like two of my favorite colors starts august 17th august 7th wow wow god bless texas jesus <laughs> i just i just need to buckle down and just watch all the shit that i haven't just so i can just be caught up and be done with it cuz like i said I still haven't finished moon knight uh, same i mean i enjoyed it but just like I gotta find time. I got a vacation coming up. Maybe I'll maybe I'll bend some shows. Hell yeah! They announced that Colby Smolders will return as Maria Hill in Secret Invasion. Okay. They said uh, Ant Man and the Wasp will feature a lot of the screen time actually in the quantum realm where they're like zipping and zopping in like the weird spooky time world. Uh, they oh, oh we forgot to mention that Wong is showed up in the She-Hulk trailer. He's That's right. Be, the that, real question is Walton Goggins coming back for Ant-Man. The, the the real question. We need to know. We need the hard fucking answers here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they also did say that MODOK is going to be an Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantum. Oh, shit. Okay. So, MODOK being a, a famous, infamous-looking villain in the, in the Marvel comics... A big old head and a, and a big head. yellow chair and itty bitty arms and legs sticking <laughs> out of that head. How are they going to portray that character? Because isn't Modoc in the Avengers games that you played the other day? Uh, I'm, I'm starting to chip away at it again uh, a little bit, just out of curiosity. The infamous Avengers game that came out uh, a couple years ago. Yeah, um, I actually uh, uh, started it again, and it looks like it, he is starting to turn. I forget uh, his normal uh, man name before he turns into Modoc, but can confirm his head is starting to swell a bit. <laughs> a bit. <laughs> it seems um, James Gunn taught, you know, while the Guardian story is ending, 
It doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's going to be ending with the movie. Because like, there was like kind of some fears that James Gunn was just going to like kill off a bunch of the, of the cast as, as a show of leaving out the door. But that may not necessarily be the case. I'm sure, you know, with it being the finale, like the odds are that someone's not going to make it out. Yeah, I mean... For sure, for sure. It's not going to be like a Suicide Squad. It's not going to be like the Suicide Squad 2 or something where, like, the entire Guardians are killed off immediately. I mean, I'd be... Would it be weird to say I'd be okay with that if, like, he did that in that style and introduced a whole new team and all of a sudden Cosmic Ghost Rider just shows up just out of fucking nowhere? <laughs> I would shit all the britches. On Cosmic, we are getting Cosmo, the telekinetic space dog astronaut. Oh, he's coming back! So he was in the first Guardians movie for a bit, I believe. But it seems like he'll have like an expanded role. Yes, I'm, I am down for an expanded role. He had a really good uh, a role in the Guardians of the Galaxy game, and I still highly recommend everyone play that game if you haven't already. It's so much fun. Oh, Jesus. I've just now seen a picture of Will Poulter uh, on stage. The dude's got fucking big. Like him, play, he's playing Adam Warlock, okay, uh, a key character in Guardian Street, and he's like, he's been hitting the gym. Look at that, Jesus, he's like all shoulders right now. The the man too ugly to be in the movie, as as some like execs would say. But he's in the movie though. Like what the, too ugly to be. Isn't he going to be, like, gold anyway? I think so. And uh, we have a first look at one of the, uh, assumedly, antagonistic force in Guardian Street, the High Evolutionary. Huh. Okay. Due to the, I guess, like, the genetic modification of Adam Warlock, and I'm sure he'll be connected to Adam's story in some capacity to the film. They did announce that uh, Fantastic Four would be the first film in Phase 6, releasing November 8, 2024. Oh, man. We're just, like, zooming through the phases now, bud. Yeah, and sort of just, like, speedy timeline, the next two Avengers films, Avengers The King Dynasty, released May 5th, 2025, followed up later that year, in November 8th, 2025, with Avengers Secret Wars. Okay, so we are getting an Avengers end cap, but both of them, like, literally at the... Wait... This is after Fantastic Four? Yes, because it's 2025. Okay. So the part of Phase 6. Phase 4 to 6 is the multiverse saga, as it's now being dubbed. Okay. I mean, just make the multiverse saga cool, I guess. And we'll, I'm ready to play. As of now, Phase 6 is Fantastic Four, Avengers, Kang Dynasty, and Avengers Secret Wars coming out in November 2024, May 2025, and November 2025. That's weird that like phase six is just like Fantastic Four and then just boom, boom, back to back Avenger movies. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they'll have a, they have something planned by then, but you know, just sounds a little bizarre on paper to me. And just like this year, speed at which they're doing this is kind of like, oh my gosh, this is a lot. And it just within our own group, like I think Thor: Love and Thunder kind of like put a sour taste in some of the gang's mouths. So I don't know if I'm as enthused about. Mm what's coming for. I mean, I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be good. It's sort of like when, he, when a lot of us were kind of let down by the movie. Well, it's kind of hard to pit that back up, especially on top of just, oh, there's just so much coming out. I mean, that's fair. But you know, I guess you also got to <clears throat> also got to keep in mind that, you know, it's, you know, different directors, different styles. Yeah. It's like it's all not going to be the same. It's like, just because Love and Thunder put a sour taste in my mouth, I'm still excited for what's coming. I just, you know, want it to be better than that. 
Yeah, <laughs> definitely uh, would hope they put a little more time and effort into it. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a couple pictures of uh, some of the cast on the stage with the newcomers, Tenoch Huerta, who's playing Namor, and Dominique Thorne, who's playing Einhart, having her debut appearance in the MCU as part of Wakanda Forever. Oh, okay. Wow, that's actually really good casting. You said it's Ironheart right there? Mm-hmm. Oh, hell yeah. We've been knew that Namor became part of the film. Him being like a, um, I guess probably at first, an antagonistic force. And then, you know, something happens. They have to work together to save the day. Yeah. So well, I guess while we're on this subject, we're finally going to watch the trailer that everybody's been talking about. The trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh. Which will be coming out this year, November 11th, with a lot of trepidation. But we'll see if our reservations are put to rest with the trailer. Hang tight. We're going to watch it and be right back with you with our thoughts. Oh, here we go. Welcome back, everybody. We just watched the trailer for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. What did we think of that? That was actually a really good trailer. In fact, I got a little emotional. I got a little misty-eyed in there in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I think that's probably one of the most memorable trailers they ever produced. Like, it's obviously a very somber opening with sort of just the the over of, you know, Chadwick Bosman's passing and... And like I still remember, like we were hanging out when we when we found out that he passed away. It's just it was just in sudden, so sudden and crazy. And like that absence is like noticed throughout the trailer, yeah. but it shows like all the members of T'Challa's family and like in his kingdom, sort of like picking up or trying to persevere with his mother, sort of like taking an up position on the throne, and then like his sister, his his lover, Okoye's. You know, taking up just like this martial role in the kingdom, and it's just it has all these different shots of them sort of picking up the pieces and moving forward, yeah, and dealing with like the international backdraft. You know, that the monarch dying, you know, this like this, and plus, you no know, unavenger as well. Yeah. So, I'm it's very interesting to see how they're gonna approach that. And like, I'm definitely intrigued, like, because like the, the that's a great trailer. So, I'm just like, yeah. you know what, I'm here for it, whatever. I mean. Obviously, I'm still a little, like, curious how it's all going to pay off, but just from the trailer itself, just going from it, it seems very promising. Yeah, we went from just seeing a logo on a giant poster at our local theater to that, and yeah, that that was that was a damn good trailer, I'm not going to lie. So, like, obviously, how the final product will turn out remains to be seen, but just from trailer, I give the trailer, like, uh, an A+. Plus. That, was a, yeah. that was a great trailer. And, of course, we are introduced to Namor, a force to be reckoned with in the movie. And, of course, Namor in this film, in the MCU, is heavily based off of, like, Mayan design and culture with um, Tenoch Huerta, who you might know from Narcos. Yeah. Yeah. Assuming that role. And we see what looks like Namor's birth, like, you know, this sort of like private underwater chamber with his mother, like giving birth. And he's sort of floating in the water with his wings on his on his ankles, like Namor does have in the comics. And you see different parts of like the Atlantean army sort of like riding whales and like surfacing through the water with like their, their Mayan headdresses and battle armor on and and. Namor being noticeably different from the Atlanteans. The Atlanteans are these blue-skinned aquatic humanoids, and Namor, outside of his winged feet, looks very human. Yes. 
And, of course, him being half Atlantean uh, is, is responsible for that. So, like, I'm, I'm really liking this interpretation of Namor. Yeah. He's like, it looks really good. And, like, Tinoc Huerta is a, a great actor, and so I'm excited to see what he brings to the movie on top of just, like, having that regal presence, you know, this other, like, superpower in the world coming against it. Just... This pre-existing one with Wakanda. I'm just gonna say y'all gonna have to pray for me because Tenak wears in the booty shorts. It's like <laughs> I'd be fanning myself all through the movie. Yeah, I mean, Winston Duke's back, so my ass is already gonna be in the chair. Like Winston Duke, it uh, returns in the movie. I'm just like, uh, as in Baku, just like my man. He, <sighs> So cool. While we don't know who's officially taking on the role as Black Panther, we know that. Someone will body into the movie because the last frame of the trailer is someone from from like a waist down in the Black Panther outfit, like popping their claws. So someone takes up the mantle. It's just it's as a guess right now who it is. I know, man. Mar- Marvel is all about stroking the tip here. It's like it's already happened at least two times, and one of them, like like you said, I didn't check that that was supposed to be uh, Daredevil in the uh, She-Hulk trailer. Yeah, but I'm just like, oh, I'm just an idiot. And we also saw a, a shot of Dominique Thorne, you know, teasing uh, Ironheart. You know, you yeah. see this girl banging on a piece of metal, and then the heart-shaped chunk <gasps> falls out. That's right! Holy shit! Oh my god! I didn't even clock that at first. You know, so it seems like a, a large part of the of the cast returning: Lupita Nyong'o, Letitia Wright, Angela Bassett as T'Challa's mother, Winston Duke as Mbaku, Denai Guerrera as Okoye. You know, it looks like the the biggest part of the gang is back. I'm excited now. Like, I'm really looking yeah. forward to see what happens with this and like how they cap off. You know, phase four, which you know has had, I would say, it's a lot of ups and downs. So, like, can they finish phase four on a high note? You know what? Um, anything's possible, I suppose. I guess uh, before we wrap up today, was there anything else? Lasting thoughts? You know, impressions on the outlook of Marvel so far? What we think heading into the future? As wibbly wobbly as um, a lot of this has been, even across the board on the what if, uh, the Doctor Strange, the No Way Home, I am digging multiverse. Like, just just give us some good multiverse material, and if, indeed, this is going to be, quote-unquote, the multiverse saga moving forward, then just, like, I don't know, just, just give us some, like, material that... I mean, I hate to say it, but give us some good fan service, I suppose. <laughs> Like I said earlier, like, I would shit a fucking brick if Cosmic Ghost Rider showed up. Like, that would be fucking rad. They'd have to throw me... They'd probably throw me out of the theater if that happened. I would be the most obnoxious son of a bitch for, like, probably 30 seconds. Like, he's just screaming, like, tearing his clothes off, (laughs) shaking the sheets. It's like, I have him on my arm, my God! It's like, that's him! That's him right there! It's like, it's fine, get out. Like, God damn it! And and then you just hear, like, that, that gravelly voice of John Bernthal... If they, f- if they, man, they got my fan fiction. They got it. <laughs> they got every fucking word. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like, I, again, I really enjoyed what if I'm excited to see more. What if I know that's ways away, but you know, uh, at the rate I'm knocking out uh, the Marvel material, I'm, I'm guessing I'll still have shit. I haven't seen by then too. So who knows? Ex- excited for more Ant-Man. I'm always down for more Paul Rudd as Ant-Man and, 
I'm excited. I'm really excited for She-Hulk now. I will say that. Yeah. As for me, I have a soft spot for Ant-Man in the in the movies, so I'm like, I'm hoping for some fun with that one. The second coming of Daredevil. Born again, baby! Couldn't be more pleased. You know, love Daredevil, love Charlie Cox, and I'm glad that he gets this uh, new chance to... To be part of, to be his famous character, and uh, once again, I'm pleasantly hopeful for for Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I I want it to succeed, and I want to see what you know how they cap off you know this <sighs> this section of the movies. And like while I definitely feeling some fatigue, you know, I'm definitely keep an eye out on what's coming and and see what happens going forward. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I think that kind of caps off the, the banter portion of today's episode. Uh, we did want to mention before we wrapped up for the day completely that AYT is going to go through a, a couple of summer changes as, as the season goes on. This will be the last bit you hear from me for just a little bit. I'm taking a month off from the show. Uh, I'll be still working on the behind-the-scenes portion of the, of the show with the social media, with the editing but don't worry, the show is in very capable hands. Colton Wenzel will be leading the show every week in the month of August. They have a lot of stuff planned for y'all, a lot of movie talk, a lot of big movies that have that have hit the screens that I'm sure you'll all be talking about, and they'll be discussing it well in full detail and spoilers, and some gaming talk as well to wrap up that month. So Colton Wenzel will be leading the program for the entirety of August, and I'm very excited to see what they do. I think you'll be very pleased with what they pull off. And there might be some more things coming on the horizon. I'm I'm working on some projects myself, and there might be some more shows uh, that, that I hope you find will be ultra interesting. <laughs> so there's there's a lot that we want to do. We have a lot of big plans. We have a lot of ideas. And I hope that this next quarter of the year will be a way that for us fulfill that, try some experiments, try some new things. Uh, we feel very fortunate to have been a part of this show for five years, and we want the show to continue to grow and continue to be a place for us to put all of our creative ideas and interests in. I mean, it's called All You Can Hear for a Reason, and we want that to showcase everything that we are and and give some other people uh, part of our our friend group and collaborators uh, space for them to talk as well. So there uh, we have a lot to look forward to as the year goes on and we hope that you're there with us every step of the way. And also want to thank my co-host Cannon for coming in clutch and joining me today. Hell yeah. Thanks for having me. I'm always uh, down to banter around. So it's been a great edition of straight shooting with Cannon TMTM. TMTM. Pew pew. And uh, we hope you enjoyed yourself today. Be sure to follow us wherever podcasts are found. That SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. We're probably there. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe. Wherever you are on this platform, tells us out, keeps us visible, puts us in front of new people. And we always appreciate you when you do it. If you're listening to this episode, the weekend comes out, we have a brand new episode of Caging Greatness. It's an uncaged edition where we'll be hanging out with a lot of our friends on the cage side of things, playing another round of the Impressions game. <laughs> So that'll be a lot of fun. Please just keep with the show. We have a lot of fun things. Signing off for the next month, this is Patrick. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd at John Lost His Name. 
Patrick, we're going to miss you, bud. I'm still being here. I'll still be. <laughs> I'll be keeping the lights on. You won't be hearing from me as much from the main show, but I'll be back in September to talk with y'all again. Yeah, he ain't dead. He's just taking a break. <laughs> and I have been that canon guy. You can follow me at that canon guy on Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, Goodreads, and TikTok. All right. Thank you all so much. Take care of yourselves, and we'll talk to you very, very soon. Goodbye.